That's lovely. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks a lot. Oh, God. So hot. Oh. 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 You've got the best spot, haven't you? You've got the yep. breeze. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Spence. You've, you've chosen black for the hottest day of the year. I don't have many other colour choices at home. It's this or tart. Wow, it's hot. I didn't expect it to be this hot. That's OK. I remember how much I loved it when I moved away from London <laughs> to never experience this Heat. hell for more than 48 <laughs> hours at a time. Uh, now looking Still, it was a nice <clears throat> cycle down from the train station. Uh, it's lovely to see you. In case we get split up, let's do the responsible adult oh, thing yes. now. Uh, let me give you... We won't get split up at all. Um, that's for tonight. Oh, lovely, thank you. And it just so happens that I've got tickets for tomorrow night as well. We oh, were going to have to queue. And then I saw the weather and I thought, oh, I don't so want to have to queue. Is it going to be summer tomorrow? It's, I think it's going to be summer t- cool. tomorrow. And d- have you been before? Summer You've in never Scotland been... or summer... No, summer in London. Oh, okay. No, summer in London. Have I ever never been s- before? Here? No. Have you never been to the Albert Hall before? No. So do you understand how all of this works? No. Do you want to understand how yes. this works? Uh, so over here, yes. uh, these are the, uh, so you can buy season tickets. These are the day tickets, right? Yeah. These are what uh, we have. No, these are seated tickets. So this is a signed seating that we've right. got. Right, okay. These people can, uh, you can buy up to, I think, maybe 2,000 day tickets a day. 2,000, oh, right, okay. I think, it's, I think it's 2,000. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, yeah, individual tickets, but you can't buy yes. 2,000 tickets. You can only buy one each. Yeah. Just so that we're clear. Um, you can, I could... You can buy them one for your wife or partner. Well, as long as your wife or partner is there. Right. You can't buy, you're, you're not like okay. a proxy, proxy ticket buyer. I wasn't expecting to be caught up in the detail <laughs> quite so early on, I have to say. Um, so, uh, day ticket people and also day ticket people, yes. these people buy tickets on the day. These yeah. people buy a season ticket for the entire season for about £180. Yeah. Pounds. These pick, people buy tickets on the day for £6. Pounds. Right. But in order to get in, even if you've got a season ticket, you have to queue. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to be at the front, you have to be at the front of the queue. Yes. If it's sunny, it's really... Sorry, to insult your intelligence. <laughs> uh, if it's really sunny, yep. uh, like it is now, I just think it's a bit unpleasant. I know that's weird to queue because you're liable to burn. Yep. And you have to mix with people. We don't have to mix with people, but you have to socialise. Yes. And I don't really like that. So that's why we're not queuing. Um, Great. Well, look, there's pre-performance talk. Lovely. Uh, and I, so I feel like I need to go in there. Well, that's fine. Uh, I think it's over here, but I just need to check. Hang on. Hello. Hi. Uh, the pre-performance talk with the proms talk yeah, yeah. thing, is that over there? It's in Imperial College, so if you go down to the bottom of the steps... Yes. ...take a right... Do you go into the courtyard thing? That's it. Yeah. OK. Hello and welcome to Imperial College, where I'm joined by the Tippett expert Oliver Soden and the musicologist Jess Williams to talk about Michael Tippett's oratorio, The Child of Our Time, in its context, really, of Tippett the man, Tippett the composer. Oliver, Michael Tippett, born in 1905, so in the 30s he's turning 30, 
just before he started work on Child of Our Time. Can you paint a, a picture of him as a composer, a person, a political animal indeed at that stage of his life? I mean, politics was very important to him. Yes, I think if you'd wanted to um, go and meet Michael Tippett in 1935, you would have had to go up to Yorkshire, um, where he was working uh, on work camps that had been set up in order to combat uh, unemployment that was rampant, uh, particularly in the North after the, during the Great Depression. Um, I think also in the 1930s, if you had asked even a very clued-up concert-goer about Michael Tippett, they would have just said, Michael who? Um, because the point is that when he's 30, um, he's had only the smallest number of professional performances, and he hasn't even written the work that we now think of as his first official one, the um, string quartet number one. Let's just touch on the politics. He was pretty left-wing, shall we say. Yes, he was raised from birth to be so, pretty so left-wing. The, uh, OK, so the other thing I wanted to know was in that talk that we went to where they talked about uh, Tippett's Child of Our Time, yeah. um, was there a lot of... How did that come across? Did that all sound quite learned? Did it all sound quite unfamiliar? It sounded um, like, yes, learned is a good word. Unfamiliar? No, it was... It was um, I, I, was, I was joking two nights ago with my wife Vicky. We were um, we were in our office and I had the TV on and, and at the moment it's, and I'm sorry to have to go back a bit here, but it's it's Sky Star Trek season. So they're showing all the Star Trek films one after the other yes. for a week. Yes. And I'm like, oh, it's Star Trek in the motion picture. Are we going to get the overture? And there was no overture. It was the second last film to have a motion, major Hollywood motion picture to have an overture. Okay. And Sky have cut it. They just went straight to the film. Bastards. Exactly. What so, are they <laughs> I mean, it's a really good score. It is. Sorry, Tom. It is. It's one of Jerry Goldsmith's finest. Yes. Uh, and it's, it's set the bar for science fiction in the 80s. And suddenly I'm on to talking about orchestral music and, and you're looking lost. But the point was that overture sets up the music. When I got here, it wasn't music. Music, but it was setting the themes up. So I didn't know anything oh, okay. about the history of the piece. I didn't know that there was this issue in Paris in 1938 and a gunman and, and the phrasing and the children. We don't, um, I can't remember the exact phrasing that Oliver used. But, um, so the, the idea no, 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 the, the idea of them, um, we don't want our children, we don't want them here, they should go home. Oh, yeah, the, what the line in the, yeah, the really, yes. the really potent line about they're not welcome in the empire, they're not, they yes. shouldn't work in the So, so that's, that's my overture, chilling. that's yeah. my overture. Okay, fine, so fine. I've gone in knowing there's, well, there's a nice little building block, there's an introduction which at least makes it non-threatening of, of Wagner. Uh, there's, there's, I now know there's three bits, uh, and I know that it's quite politically tinged, yes. and... So, so it's, it's sort of it is like an over it's like the overture to Star Trek the motion picture except I'm probably going to enjoy this more than the rest of Star Trek the motion picture do you think that uh, tell me why you chose Tippett uh, I'm turning into the interview I apologise uh, no, no it's fine why don't I choose Tippett because we did go here's the prom season which one should because, we go to because uh, I thought that so tomorrow afternoon at four for example there's a um, there's a sort of an education project concert for secondary school kids, which is an utterly brilliant project called Ten Pieces. And it's basically it's basically a playlist of ten really punchy um, pieces of classical music which are really good for education purposes. They're sort of gateway pieces of music. And I saw that on the programme and thought, actually that might be good. And we could still potentially try and crowbar our way into that. But but actually, that seemed like a bit of a cliche. That's because they're all they're all really good tunes. It would be like, um, and are, are they all? Uh, they're all really, the wrong one, but they're well known, like Bolero. Really, and stuff. Yeah, exactly. They're recognisable. I don't know that Ravel, the 
Valero is on it. It might be. Uh, but I, I don't have a lot. I don't have a lot to choose from. No, no, it's fine. But uh, they're all recognisable and they're all incredibly satisfying and hugely entertaining. Uh, but they're not necessarily representative of the kind of thing that I really love. And what I really love now is being subjected to something that I don't really know very much about. So I've never heard Child of Our Time, newsflash, um, and I didn't know anything about... I mean, no, I knew about it, but I'd never heard it. And the idea of being... The idea of going to an event to hear something that I've never heard before. So that's why we're going to see Tippett. It's because it's a meaty work, it's an unusual thing, it's... There's something I'm hoping quite visceral about it. Um, you know, you could, I could have taken you to hear, you know, 101 best classical music hits, but, you know, you could download that off Spotify. I mean, you can get Child of Our Time on Spotify. I like Ice Dancing, you know I, mean? I probably would have heard of half of them already. Yeah, exactly. You won't, you won't necessarily get uh, something electric from a four or five minute piece that is recognisable but you might get something remarkable from a 60 minute work uh, which is quite special do, do you see the distinction I'm making it, it's just yes. um, that's why can you describe what the music you're about to hear is going to sound like what are your perceptions about what the music okay. is going well, to be They've already said it's in three parts. Uh-huh. Um, so, obviously, the last part is going to be big and rousing. Uh-huh. But the first bit of the last part is going to be very quiet and deathly and dark. The middle bit is probably going to be open up quite light and then go really dark, then lighten up a bit and then go a bit dark. Um, sort of like a heartbeat. Uh, and then drop even further as we go into the third bit. And, and the opening bit is just going to be this this, this claim. There's probably going to be a great big roar for the first, like, 30 seconds or something. Uh, and then it'll go quiet, and then it'll just do this lovely slow climb up to the end of the first third. Uh, you, you like graphs and spreadsheets. Yeah, well, so you've got one on your phone just now. Uh, and well, no, it's just it's, but it's, emotionally, how do you? No, I think I that's mean, how I see. It. I see that as, a, as the emotion, the, the the rise and the fall of emotion. If that line was an EQ line, mm-hmm. and, and not in sound terms, but in terms of emotional terms, you know, that's where it would be. It's it's, um, it's like the shape of a story. Um, essentially, I've, I'm just reading back now. Essentially, I have just described the original Star Wars trilogy to you. Um, but again. <laughs> Right, but but, but again, but, that's a, that's that classic structure. That's it. You know, the first one was it's, it's classic Joe Campbell, you know, Heroes Journey and, and such like. But we know that Heroes Journey has happened long, long time before. But it, lots of loud, lots of quiet, um, and contrast. I'm expecting contrast. Uh, and musically, are you expecting it to be spiky? Uh, sort of romantic. That's that's kind of what I'm driving. I at. have no idea. I, Does that? And do you need? Do you need to? No, no. Okay. I mean, I know the. the I know it's a three-act structure, um, and it's in the Royal Albert Hall, so I'm not expecting a huge amount of bass guitar. No, <laughs> I, I don't think there'll be bass guitar. BBC Radio Three, half past seven now, and time to go live to the Royal Albert Hall for this evening's prom. It's presented by Donald McLeod. Hello and welcome. In tonight's prom, we've two towering, powerful works. Michael Tippett's great anti-war oratorio, A Child of Our Time, and first, the final scene of Wagner's opera Die Walküre. (laughs) 
questions have you got after the first half? Has John Williams ever heard that? Uh, probably, I hope so. I imagine he probably has. I would so think, why do you say? Why do you well, ask that? There, there are motifs from the Star Wars theme, but instead of John Williams' notes goes up and Wagner goes down, right? But obviously Wagner came first. What was your? What was your? Uh, do you have any other questions? Um, observations. Can I go with observations? Okay, observations. The guy who had to play the big symbols had one bit. Yes, isn't bless that great? Him, bless him. And he had two pages of music for yeah. it. And he yeah. turns it over and you can see him. Yeah, and he gets paid for a rehearsal and a concert for yeah. that one note. Yeah, and the guy behind him in the triangle, I've got three. I should get paid three times. Okay. It's just the observing of the orchestra, I think. And we, we said, just as it started, that's why you chose those seats. Yes. I didn't expect so much quiet power. Mm-hmm. In the sense of what concerts I would go to would have a power that pushes through the body. Yep. Whereas this didn't have power that pushes through, but right. it does have power that sits inside. Uh, so when I hear you say that, I, th- it, I it says an emotional of, power. Uh, I mean, okay, all right. as, as opposed to just sitting there feeling every single bone vibrate. Almost like there's a meta, there's a there's a meta level. Yes, is that what you're meaning? As opposed but, to a metal level. Yes, okay. Uh, I'm I'm a, okay. What what other things did you observe um, or surprised you? What surprised you? that it went very, very delicate at points. Obviously, we've, we spoke before of the, the whole kill the wabbit, watch opera doc and everything yeah. from, um, from, from Chuck Jones and, and that period. But the fact that it was so delicate in the middle, the fact that there were pin drop moments, there were the fact that the, fact that the delayed harpsichord, there must have been, they must have went the whole thing before. They just went, oh yeah, let's put some harpsichord in here. Do you mean, do you mean the harps? Do you mean the, the, the yes, plucky harp thing? The plucky harp thing. Okay, they're not right. harpsichords, no, are they? That's fine. No. They're not harpsichords, but that's fine. But actually, a harpsichord works in exactly the same way. A harpsichord is plucked, but it is. But that plucking motion. So a harp is plucked by the fingers. Yep. Uh, the plucking motion of a harpsichord is triggered by a key. So actually. They're basically right, the same okay. town. Do you get me? They're, they're basically the same town, but they're just operate. They're triggered in a different way. God, people I'm, are I'm laughing. rescuing you. I'm rescuing. No, 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 no. That's fine. The experts can laugh at me. That's <laughs> no, fine. No, That's why not. I'm they're here. Like, nobody's <laughs> laughing. Uh, so I make. Uh, what other things surprised you? That it was so long. Okay. That was the final scene. I mean, in newsflash. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, that yeah. was just the final scene. That wasn't the entire opera. Right, because so it's about an hour or something, I seem to think. No, no, no. De Valkyrie is um, five hours long. <laughs> five hours, right. So we're going we're gonna to need some yeah, crisps no, no, as well, then. No, you're okay, not going to hear right. any more of that, so you only heard the final right. scene. But Valkyrie is, is, um, right, is okay. five hours. So there was... Did you... Okay, so maybe I'll ask yeah. you a question. Which is yeah, because now you, I'm just like, where do I go with this? It's just so like, I have, did you, my my concern was was that you wouldn't know what was going on, and that you would feel as though you were lacking because you didn't know what, or maybe you did know what was going on. No, there's so okay. So now I have to try and go around and think. I don't um, know what was going on, by the way. <laughs> oh right, okay, right. So I that doesn't. No matter. idea what right. was going on at all. Okay, but um, I'll explain why that doesn't matter. I, I'm right. assuming she died two thirds of the way through. I can't tell you that. I'm not prepared to. I'm not. Prepared. Right. Okay. Right. So you did. I got fit. the feeling that she died. Okay. And where did you get that feeling from? When she sat down. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Um, but no, because there, there, there was there was a combative duetness between them. Uh, and then musically they drifted apart 
and then she stayed apart but the male part tried to push in and when I say the male part I'm going with the music as well as the vocals going through okay. of him trying to get in and trying to get in and aloofness from her side and and then and then and then Simple Man stood up and went yeah. it's my line it's my line don't miss it uh, and, and she sits down again so it's like oh did you oh he's done something stupid he's a man you, uh, did you sense at any point uh, the point of resolution the point of climax musically it was just after she died did you did you sense it musically and it doesn't matter if you didn't mm. I would be lying to say I did, but I certainly felt conclusions okay. while I was yeah, in no, the auditorium. Yeah, that's what I'm But I couldn't about. tell you so, now where. So, conclusions other than people applauding, you mean... Yes. Musically, there was a... Yeah. So, so for me, that's only the second time that I've heard that, that, that final scene. The first time I heard it was in Budapest. And, and what, really, uh, what really struck me when I heard it the first time was that I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I mean, I really, really didn't. There was only a Hungarian translation and a German translation. And so I only had the music to go on. And and I was struck by how in Budapest there was a moment when I thought we got to the point of climax. There is there is a sense of release. And I'm suddenly feeling this weird emotion triggered by the music. So did they only do the final scene as well? No. They did the entire opera. So consequently, if you've sat through the entire... I mean, there are intervals, I should flag. There are intervals. But but when when you've sat through all of that and not necessarily known what was going on other than a synopsis and a sort of a vague sense of what the language is, so what you're only relying on is the music. And there is a language... For me, there is a language in the music uh, which makes perfect sense when you get to that point where suddenly things become a lot brighter. It's as though there has been a thunderstorm, but there is that sense of release. And I, uh, what surprised me was that I experienced that sense of release there, which is why I sat there, was sort of doing all sorts of contortions, going, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's amazing. Um, and so the what about... The audience is very still. Yes. Hurrah! <laughs> <laughs> and now I see why you like this. <laughs> uh, so, so that moment, that moment in the air, I mean, it's completely the opposite from the Eurovision, where obviously everybody's just clapping and cheering and screaming like queens all the time. I mean, that just doesn't happen here. Uh, but at the end, you know, when there was just complete silence, what was that like? I assume everybody who goes, most people would know that's the end of the piece. But it's still like, it's still like this, we're back to this old BBC Three stuff, you know, sort of waiting for permission to applaud. Yeah. Yeah, because that, because the performance isn't over. So that, that moment of silence. Yes. When, when we're all sat there going. It's an awkward bit. No, so did it feel awkward? Yes, it just went into that little bit of. Oh. And applause. No, really. <laughs> oh, I'm so. Oh. Well, I'm not sorry. I mean, it's not my fault. But, um, no, that, that no, no, silence... Obviously, there has to be a quiet bit. And but that silence be... thing yes. is something to be prized because you've got, you've got 5,000 people in the hall and they're all, they're all sort of... Nobody's breathing, nobody's coughing, nobody's no, applauding. And what, is that says quiet, is, yes. what that says is, is that everybody is like... <gasps> and they don't, want to, they don't want to shatter the moment. And I'd say that, actually, if you find yourself in, in a moment like that in a concert hall when nobody wants to applause and they're looking for the signal, which is usually when the, when the conductor drops his baton, there will be a signal. Right. Okay. Uh, if, if 
if you find yourself in one of those moments, then you are in a really special concert because they have they have created a moment, uh, and that's why I was sort of like, oh my, oh my god, it's the most amazing thing I've ever been to. Yes, it was still wonderful. But <laughs> yeah, what just, do you say to that? <laughs> well, it's just like I don't have the language for that. I think that's one of the one of the curious things that it's just like, as you say, that's the point we're doing. For me, it's like here you here's a blank canvas, but. You have a rough idea of what goes on that blank canvas. Most prom goers have a rough idea of what goes on that canvas at that right. point. Whereas I'm just going, it's finished. I don't, I don't oh, that was good. Do. That was great. <laughs> now what do we do? So, so you did. So what you're saying is, and I think you sort of referred to this at the beginning. You you felt a little bit like I don't know what happens next. When is it okay to do whatever? Yeah. Is that? Right. Okay. You want some signposts. But the signpost is there. I just don't know what to look for. Right, OK. As you say, battle movement, which is this, what, the smallest movement in the world. Yes. Apart from the guy with the triangle. He'd already sat down. What do you think people need to do in order to, 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 to counter that? I, I don't think you have to do anything. Because nobody gets any of these things first time. Nobody gets a football match first time. Although I argued before that there should be a way to on-ramp uh, and to access into a story, that, that moment at the end is going to be similar. That's going to be a moment which is something knows... That, that, when I go into this next piece, that's going to happen at the end. There's going to be a silence, you wait, you stop and you think. You can't explain everything going in. There may not be. So just to, sorry, oh, right. just to confuse it even more. There may not be. I don't know Child of Our Time. I don't know whether it comes to... So generally, if, if something comes to a rousing finish... That's when the balloons fall from the ceiling. As kind of, so metaphorically. Um, if, if something comes to a rousing finish, then generally that's your signal. Yes. You know, you know it's the end, because musically, this is the end. Uh, but those moments when, when it's left hanging, then that might be slightly confusing. Uh, I don't know what the ending of Child My guess time is, is the second bit of the three will probably have a quiet ending. Probably, yes. Uh, I think it's. I think the key to it, not knowing the work at all, will be um, how you feel in the moment. So mm. for me, listening to that, listening to Valkyrie, at the end of that, in the moment, I was just like, oh my God, I didn't expect to feel like this at all. I didn't expect to feel completely sort of cleansed. You know, like that feeling that you have after thunderstorm, where you just think, oh, thank, thank fuck for that. We had all of that humidity, and then finally there was a thunderstorm, and now I feel good about it. That, that's how it feels. Uh, that's just about being in the moment, isn't it? Yes. Can you be in the moment? Were you in the moment? Yes. You were? Okay. But the problem is, after the moment, the moment for me had a, that was a good moment. Right. Everybody else is still in the moment. Still <laughs> in the moment. Oh. Oh. It won't. It won't. It will start. I'll tell you this for a fact. <laughs> I'll tell you this for a fact. It will start in ten. And they just sell. They, they just tell you that it will start in five because um, they want to get you in the moment.
what did you enjoy about that? I enjoyed being sad. <laughs> you go four words I'm not sure you were hoping expecting no, no, ready okay. for because you it did was... say part way through oh this is quite dark yes I like dark yes <laughs> you did say that didn't you yes it, it, what I thought was the end of the first yeah I think it was movement yeah, I think it probably was the ending was just incredibly sad yeah and it was the sadness that you could feel and touch in the air but I couldn't tell you why it was no, sad no, okay. because it's like it's in English it's like well you know I understand <laughs> Wagner more but you know well, well, well I heard let my people go at one point that's that's as far as I got with the uh, okay. with the, the echo and the points the ear not tuned into listening to English in opera rather than listening to mu- opera singing for the music and the intonation and the emotion it sounds like you were transported somewhere yes it was to a def- sad place but in a good way. Yes, yes, it that's why I said I'm happy to be sad. Yeah. Yes. So it was slightly healing. Was it healing? No, I just think it just it. <sighs> I think the the biggest challenge here is finding the right words or phrases. But it felt like the end of a really good British science fiction story because <laughs> everybody dies. There's no hope. Just don't bother living. That sort of sad, but that's still okay. That's still okay. That's yeah, still okay. It's like, 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 like John okay. Wyndham, Day of the Trivets is a okay, really good right. story, but the end of it it's is bleak. bleak as anything. It's really bleak, isn't it? <laughs> that yeah. sort of sad. Do you think that's a British thing? No, no, no. I think that. I think the fact that oh, we're going to be really big here. No, Holly, Hollywood loves always finishing happy. Yes. Everybody else who tells a story. One of the primary keys that I always believe in telling a story is by an author called James Blish. Uh, and he wrote, who does it hurt? That is who the story is about. So heart and emotion and pain is, is as strong as emotion is, as a happiness. And yay, we've all got married and Hugh Grant hasn't stumbled over a line. There's still valid endings. Story is journey. Journeys end in different places. That ended in a sad place. I think it was a happier place than at the end of the bit where I went, ooh, that's quite dark. So I think they've, they've, they've got a moral victory, I think. I mean, he did say in the talk, I don't know if you remember, he did say there is a note of hope. Yes, it's not much. And, 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 that, and that is kind of what they were saying. And I didn't, I didn't really understand what they were saying, but I totally understand. And what you, because you said saying. you hadn't seen this, you hadn't heard this one either. Never heard it before. And actually, there, for me, there was a sense of, there was a sense of realism, as in, you know, real life doesn't have a happy ending. Real life actually is quite bleak. And and for me, it was. It was probably more of a statement of where we are at the moment. You know, lots of. So back to the issue with Bitcoin overnight, which we'll address tomorrow. Well, no, again no, as well. no. Well, no. But, but but more to do with you know lots of things going on in the news at the moment that are quite shocking. Things that you can't really make sense of. People going into shopping centres and shooting people, and and you know lots of terrorist attacks. And and actually, here's this thing which was written in the 1930s. This is the thing that really gets me. Written in the 1930s that I listen to now and think, my God, it's like you wrote it yesterday. Yes. And but yesterday was the RNC convention, so probably, <laughs> yes. And that's the most remarkable thing. And I kind of hear what you're saying, because that makes me think you kind of get it. I think you kind of get it. I think you do, but I think the problem is the language. And I don't mean the language of in there. I mean the language here. I can critique a three-minute pop song better than most people, but give me 67 minutes, and I have nothing, I have very little things to compare it with. We're back to that sort of blank ah, bit of okay, paper so again. The, so so the, question, the question then is, 
what, what, similar- no, what similarities do you hear between what you heard in the first half and what you heard in the second half? Oh, I think well, you need to ask like me the granular, question. Not granular, no, questions, but not granular similarities, but sort of, is there any broad... I, no, I struggle to answer that. Okay, so for me, I, again, I've not heard mm. both of them juxtaposed, but for me, it was like the second half was one long Wagner-esque opera. So it was music drama. There was a there was a drama, lot of yes. drama, and and it there was the, I, I heard a chase scene at one point. <laughs> yes, yes, and the, and, and the it spirit. was it's, it's great because now I know it's first, second, and third. It was about halfway to two thirds in the second. Yep, there was a chase scene. Yep. Now I don't. See, I don't know how to describe what that sound, what that sound but was that where it was matter. again. But I don't think knowing how to describe it matters. I think it's about, for me, it's about having taken you to a concert. Yes. It's about being able to go, yeah, no, that's how I felt at that moment in time. And, and the fact that you said, actually, it's really quite dark, and I quite like that, <laughs> that makes me think, no, you totally get it. It doesn't, it, it doesn't matter how you describe it. It's what's important is that you felt it. Hooray! Yay! <laughs> um, is there anything else that you'd like to say that I haven't asked you? Um, today's podcast is brought to you by the letters R, A and H. R, A and A. Oh, okay. Okay, fine. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Um, that was rather fun. enjoyable. Did you... Okay. So this is a hit? Yes, this is a hit in my okay. Uh What surprised you the most? There were no screens in the, in the hall. Every other concert or big event I've been to, they've usually put a screen so the people at the back at the side can see what's... No, none of that. No, no. It's all about the fucking music. That's what I... <laughs> we don't need screens. Yeah, that's what I noticed. We don't <laughs> need screens. We just listen to the... No, that's why. OK, right. Well, you know, that's not going to change. Not on my watch. <laughs> uh, Quite right. You've been listening to a Thoroughly Good podcast produced by me, John Jacob. Get in contact by tweeting me at Thoroughly Good or send me an email to thoroughlygood at gmail.com.